Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to another episode of the Conversations Brewing Podcast with your hosts, Divya and Ravisha, two coffee-loving best friends who dive into weekly conversations on wellness, culture, and growing into your authentic self. As two healthcare professionals, children of immigrants, and humans always striving to learn more, they bring their unique complexities of their wellness journeys into this podcast space by sharing their stories and featuring other like-minded experts in the field. Always with a cup of coffee in hand, humor, and never-ending authenticity, dive in with the two of them as they brew the kind of conversations that we don't have enough of, but that matter the most. You can't read each other's minds, like, you know, and you can't, and like, you can assume certain things about someone and they can assume certain things about you. And when you're playing hard to get, you're not giving anything away on how you feel or what you want. And that other person can take it in the way where like, oh, they're not interested in me. Mm-hmm. And unless you like really like the chase and you really want someone to fight for you like you're not going to get what you want ultimately by playing hard to get and i'm saying this after divya has told me this many many times hey everyone welcome to another episode of conversations brewing today we are going to get into all things relationship advice and not the kind of relationship advice that has benefited the both of us, but the kind of relationship advice that as we've grown up, we've realized is not good relationship advice. Yeah, this should be a fun episode to record because Divi and I, of course, have been giving each other relationship advice for years and also have been hearing it from all our friends for so long. And we realized that like there is a thing of bad relationship advice we've all mm-hmm. been doing it we've all said it ourselves but we're gonna dissect that a little more, bit more today and talk about how some things like don't relate to you as maybe it relates to someone else and just in general like that kind of bad relationship advice that we usually get mm-hmm. it's kind of funny if we think about it because we've been giving each other relationship advice since we were like 11 and it, like what the heck did we know <laughs> I mean, we're evolving, but at that time we would be like, oh my gosh, like you should go and say hi. Or remember my relationship advice I gave you for that eighth grade um, when you had your crush that you were, so Ravisha basically had a crush and were we in eighth grade or sixth grade? It had to be eighth grade. Eighth grade, right? Okay. And for our high school football game, they were going to hang out at the high school football game. And what was my my advice I was telling you again? Her advice was basically to ignore this guy. And I at first was like, oh, why should I ignore him? And but I didn't know any better. And so I took it until 
at first I was confused on what relationship advice you were talking about, but now it just I just clicked. It all came. I out. was so mad at her like months yeah. later because I was like, "Why would you tell me that? That makes no." You thought you didn't like him. Yeah, and he then, didn't like, talk to you anymore. It just well, it just was like a bad scenario because like I didn't know what to do, and then I asked her, and she was like, "Just ignore him. Like, like act like you're just like too busy." And it it just didn't work out for me basically because of that. <laughs> Yeah, so things like this, like we're going to talk about those kind of things that I also was told, right? Of like, oh, play hard to get or, you know, don't give them too much attention. And now things that I look back and I'm like, that's bad relationship advice. How are you going to connect to anyone doing that? But the time, like, what did we know? Because I remember also at the football game, we were just, it was a small group. There were like four or five of us and we were sitting decently close. Were we sitting kind of in front of him? Like we weren't sitting yeah. that far away. Yeah. So Ravisha definitely didn't look busy. And the, mo- the most we were doing were eating like Fritos or something. Like I remember I went to the stand and bought us, like my parents gave me like $5 and I felt so rich. Like I could get two Fritos and two sodas. And that was the most we were doing was like chomping on our Fritos and whispering about ignoring the guy. Oh, and yeah. so it, it is funny, but that we've come a long way with relationship advice. Sure. We, we have evolved. And it's funny because I feel like when I am seeking relationship advice from Divya, like I think she knows me so well at this point too, that like she understands like what I'm good and not good at. So she's always like helping me out with that. And I think vice versa as well. Mm-hmm. Like I know Divya so well. So like I'm able to really like, and I know Raj really well too. So like I'm able to like understand your relationship like a lot better. And I feel like be able to give you advice that you could use instead of like not being helpful. Yeah. Ravisha has always been my relationship advice person because ever since the first person I ever dated, Ravisha has known every person I've dated, like pretty, pretty closely too. Cause if you, if for both of us, if you're dating one of us, like you're dating the other person, like I did learn from that message and I stopped doing this because one time Ravisha was talking to someone and I like went and followed him on Instagram and he was really creeped out because we were at different schools. So I, I mean, I won't do that anymore, but I, we still are long story short. We're like close to each other's partners. Yeah. And like, we tell each other like all the details and stuff that like about this what you know whoever she was talking to and like whoever I was talking to like we'd give like the lowdown so they would understand like each other better as well Mm -hmm. um so I guess we'll just get into it um like I guess like the first thing we should start with like who maybe like we just told everyone that we go to each other for relationship advice but like I feel like most people sometimes also struggle with who they should go to in general to like seek relationship advice from mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's I- hard oh go ahead oh I was just gonna say I, it's really hard to kind of determine that I feel like in general when you like p- p- put that question out there <laughs> that's literally what I was just about to say I think that's hard to sometimes know it is because I mean I feel like you surround yourself with like obviously your friends like even like people have close relationships with their parents and such too like Mm -hmm. everyone has different opinions so like if you go to every single person you're like really close to like everyone's going to give you a different opinion so that gets confusing now like do you have a designated person usually that you can go to that you know like oh they get me they get like the kind of person I am I know I can go to them I feel like that's usually what people do but yeah I think in general it's really sometimes hard to decide like who you want to get relationship advice from Mm -hmm. because also what people are saying 
like their advice to be it, it it's so much due to their own you know their own self-awareness or their own relationship experience like that they're often we're projecting that on other people unless you're really aware of it and you're realizing like okay this might not be what I would do and I definitely have gotten better at doing that since like being in training as a therapist of like putting aside my own biases but I don't think that's like the thing I was actually funny because I was talking to my um the woman who does my nails and she was telling me like a few weeks ago she was like what do I do? She's funny. Like I, I love her. When I go, she'll be like, I have this person who has anxiety or I have this person. She's always talking to me about people. And she's like, what do you do? Because people come and they always want to me to, they talk about their relationships with me and they'll t- tell me about like, Oh, this, per- my, my partner cheated on me or we got in a really bad fight. And the, the person who does my nails was like, I, my reaction is, you know, screw them. Like get rid of them. I don't, I like, I would do that, but then how do you not say that? And so you know, we were talking about kind of being unbiased. And she was like, I don't know how some people do that. Because like, for me, my first thing I do is I will say what I would do. And I think that's the problem with relationship advice, because it's natural we do that. But we also have to remember that we're completely different people with our own stuff than another person. So what we would do likely won't apply. Oh, that 100%. That's true. Because even for her, like your nail lady, like when someone comes to her and like, is asking for advice like how much does she know about their relationship how much Mm -hmm. does she know about that other person as well that like she can give advice that like actually will you know make sense because when you only know one side and you maybe don't know that other person well you know it's really hard to give advice that's like useful because when you're giving yeah it is good to give advice from your own perspective but you need to understand like all sides Mm -hmm. too because i think that's the only way to really understand like the right kind of advice to give because like I mean also Divya when I give you relationship advice like I don't even ever say it from my perspective like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always saying it in terms of looking at like you and whoever you're with or like now you and Raj yeah. and like I kind of like put myself in your guys's shoes and then give you advice mm-hmm. I think it's so hard to do it when you don't have enough information exactly because we both have really different personalities and relationships and I do the same thing now with you about like bring but when you ask about things like I put myself in Ravisha's position because even when we're if someone we don't know very well or we don't know their whole situation is asking for relationship advice like we normally are we normally like talk to people about the tough stuff going on in our life like even with therapy when people are complaining about their relationships I ask more questions because of course you're not, people don't often come to therapy being like, oh my gosh, my relationship is going amazing and talk for 50 minutes about how great their relationship is. They're going to come and talk about all the things that are going wrong. And that's not to invalidate the things going wrong, but it's like, they're likely not saying so many other parts of a story, which the same thing applies with when other people come and talk to us. Like you and I know each other well, so we can know like you know, Ravisha can account for my personality and she can account for Raj's personality. She can account for like the past things that we've been through that like those kind of events are probably feeding into our current argument. Like there's a lot of context, which sometimes when we just like spill the beans to people that don't know the situation as much, like they might be giving us advice that's not really based on the whole story. And so it might not really be very like contextual advice. Yeah. And I guess like the reason why we're even like talking about this is because like you can essentially ask anyone for relationship advice, but it's like, what kind of answer are you really looking for? Mm -hmm. Are you looking for an answer 
where you actually need someone to tell you like straight up like how it is and like the advice that you need or are you maybe just looking to like understand someone's perspective like because Mm -hmm. I guess that's like the first thing we should talk about is like what kind of advice are you seeking and are do you want someone to just validate what you're thinking because like I mean we all sometimes need that too or are you trying to like look at it from a different lens and you know figure that situation out so I think that also matters as well and that's why you might have like multiple people to go for for that type of perspective but maybe you you know like that one person that knows you the most and will give you how you need it Mm -hmm. then that's like why you go to the person that knows you the best exactly and the person who maybe has like the most self-awareness of when their own stuff is coming up because I have talked to people and and not as much like recently but when I've talked to friends who are maybe like struggling in relationships or going through a breakup and then you talk about your situation like it's like a lot of that can be projected of like their own frustrations in relationships will be like getting projected onto you and your relationship so maybe also just like having accountability and, and understanding people do that too I think that's really common then um, when you talk to your parents, like depending on how much self-awareness your parents have, it's like common that parents project their own things of like, oh, like, you know, your mother did this, your father did this, like their own stuff onto you. So it's like similarly to think about how people, like, who are you asking? And like, are they someone who in their own life are are self-aware of their stuff? And like, can they really be able to separate that you two are two different beings and not project their things onto you? Exactly. So it's kind of like almost the, it goes back to that question, like, who do you take advice from? It's open-ended, but I think it's like, it should start with maybe if you're struggling to answer that and like, you don't know like who you should talk to, like, think about like what kind of advice that you're seeking out. Because I think once you figure that out, then you know, like which person around Mm -hmm. you will be able to give you the right advice that you're looking for. Because again, like we just like kind of summarized, like it really depends on, who the person is, like their mm-hmm. own experience, like the self-awareness. And so that really helps. Yeah. Um, Divya, what is the worst relationship advice you've ever gotten? Oh my gosh. I mean, what's the worst I've gotten? Definitely the worst I've given was what I told you is to ignore that person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know what, what I've gotten that I think that definitely now I just like don't do is to not tell, to like not be upfront about, like, like the one of like, oh, if they really care about you, they should know what you mm. need or like playing hard to get like that kind of stuff where you're withholding information that like, if you think about it, this interaction could be so much easier if I just tell you what I need. But I'm under this false assumption that, oh, if I tell you, that means you really don't care about me or I'm coming off too easy. Like I did that a lot of, oh, I need to play hard to get because like they would like me more. But also, again, you're withholding. So probably that, those two. And that's something I engaged in a lot until I was like, screw this. This is not really leading to what I want. I am guilty of honestly still doing that, which I can admit that I do that. But I also can admit that I know that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I feel like society has like normalized the playing yeah. hard to get role. Um for a really long time and that that's what I always thought is like what you should do and Mm -hmm. even sometimes now like I Divya knows this because like we talk about this a lot but like I just want to play like so like stone cold like no (laughs) feelings like whatever like I'm chill but obviously I'm not chill 
And I'm really trying to work on that in a better way, like, and be more communicative. But like for, and that's only recently. So imagine <laughs> like how long I've been trying to play this whole scenario, playing hard to get, you know, it's, let me tell you, it doesn't work clearly. And so you really should, I know like society, I feel like we see it in movies and TV shows yeah. like that, and that's why we think like that's how it works out because mm -hmm. obviously in the end of these movies or TV shows, like that person is ending up with that person. But yeah. the reason why I will say that this playing hard to get thing does not work is because you, you can't read each other's minds like, you know, and you can't and like you can assume certain things about someone and they can assume certain things about you. And when you're playing hard to get, you're not giving anything away on how you feel or what you want. And that other person can take it in the way where like, oh, they're not interested in me. Mm -hmm. And unless you like really like the chase and you really want someone to fight for you, like you're not going to get what you want ultimately by playing hard to get. And I'm saying this after Divya has told me this many, many times. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's like hard to also be vulnerable, especially what you said that, you know, society, exactly. We normalize bad dating advice. Like we normalize play hard to get ghost people. Like that's what people do. So then we think that, because I remember always thinking that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, and movies do say this too, right? Like, oh, you're going to be desperate. Like they'll think you're desperate. And it's like, so what if you're just like upfront with your needs and it's like, maybe you just kind of, you just have to do that and you have to say that. And I think that even sometimes, you know, depending on obviously like what your dating preferences are, Rubish and I are both straight. So both our dating preferences are men. Mm -hmm. And so then we're speaking right now from perspectives of us talking to men, but like, I would be like, Ravisha, like, you know, like, like you just like tell him and she'll sometimes be like, but that's like, so to the point and it's like no but that's how you feel right but that's the thing is like I used to not do that either because people would be intimidated by that like guys would be like oh my god you're so bossy or you really like know what you want and so now I'm starting to realize when guys had that reaction toward me that was more about like them not being able to understand their own needs like I was like okay this is what I need like I need you to like respond to me within a day. Otherwise, I think you're not interested in me anymore. You know, things like that. And it's like, oh, you're so needy. And maybe the people who are saying that kind of stuff, like they're probably not in tune with their own needs. And if they can't meet your needs, like definitely somebody else can. And I think that was a lesson that took me a long time to learn. Yeah, it's tough too, because I think a lot of times when you are in the talking stage or figuring it out with someone, you don't want to come across as that like, oh, you want this like so bad and like this is this is it for you. And again, I think that's just like another thing that we see mm -hmm. a lot like in the media that like, oh, this is how like people portray, you know, love stories is that like, yeah, you don't want to come off too easy. You don't want to come off desperate. But like at the end of the day, like if you if you have feelings for someone and or if you're already in a relationship with someone and you don't feel comfortable telling them exactly what you want slash need in the relationship or like if it, a future relationship, mm -hmm. then like you're never going to be happy in said relationship um, because mm -hmm. I think like it's really important co to communicate our needs and what we want and how we're feeling. And if you're not comfortable with that person in doing so, it's unfortunately it's never really going to work out like yeah yeah and sometimes two people are feeding into bad relationship advice in the way that like like even the one of like oh let them make the first move or like whatever let them text you first 
sometimes two people both want to be texting the other person, but maybe they're not texting each other because they're both feeding into this. Who knows who made this rule up? But like, oh, no, they should text me first. No, they should. So then people like don't when when how much time could you have used actually having really meaningful conversation that might be like catalyzing you toward a longer term future? But instead, people are like, oh, I should wait. I should wait. I think that so sometimes as a society, everyone is playing into that same advice and then people just end up staying stuck. Yeah, that's also another game that I played into um, is (laughs) always like waiting for the other person to like text me first or initiate things first because I'm like, why would I do that? And again, speaking from personal experience, Mm -hmm. like there is no reason to do that. Like if you want something to happen or like if you want to go out with that person or like you like waiting around and like waiting for them to like ask you out it's just like not going to happen unless Mm -hmm. if you and if you want it that bad then like you know you need to go out and do that yeah and again (laughs) I'm laughing because like a lot of these things like Divya tells me all the time that I do and like I'm I'm kind of like looking at this from an outsider perspective as well but like like Divya says this a lot is that like what's the worst that can happen is that they reject you and you have to be comfortable with the rejection and like sitting with that. I think Mm -hmm. that is something that you have to like realize in yourself that like if you're avoiding having a a serious conversation about like relationship stuff or if you're avoiding like saying how you feel because you're scared of the rejection, like then you're never going to have the answers that you want and then you're kind of going to be stuck. And being stuck it you have to then evaluate if you want to be stuck or do you just want to know and then you can move on Mm -hmm. and in all this time where you're playing this game with someone and you're not having your needs met and you're not communicating maybe you could find a really great relationship where someone will meet those needs for you Mm -hmm. and you know like the other person that like you're in a relationship with or like talking to may also not have these same like tools and necessary Mm -hmm. like and this advice to like figure out how to navigate a relationship. So sometimes like you're both doing it at the same time. And like, that takes a bit of work, but I think communication is like the biggest thing here. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me, I think was like not playing into it in the way that, I mean, definitely I would, there was also that rule of like, don't double text people. And you know, I am a double texter. Like, I don't really care. I will text you many times. Not like, incessantly spam your phone but for even when I was when I before I was I I met Raj I would text people like if I didn't hear from them from a few days I'd be like hey what's up and some some people were like this is a lot or even I'd be really open with my emotions like you know like when when I see you out and you don't and you didn't text me back and then you or you ignored me or you know whatever if you're playing this game especially with the playing the game it's like when we're playing this game with each other this makes me feel confused or I don't like to do this. Like I was many times told like, Oh my God, you're so emotional. You're so dramatic. And I used to think that I was in the way of like, and in some ways, yeah, we all have stages of being like quote unquote dramatic, but like now that I'm married and and in my relationship, I'm really like, I still do all those things, the same things that other people were like, this is too much for me. But like in my relationship now, now, especially Roger's way more in touch with his feelings too, and his needs. And I'm realizing like, look, you can do that and you can feel really satisfied. And maybe you're just not communicating with the people who are at the level that you need. And that's also okay. 
it's like not a, maybe it's not a rejection. Like in the moment I felt really rejected, like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me, but it's like, maybe this just isn't a fit and that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's sad. Exactly. And then like that kind of leads me to the way of saying um, now, like maybe when you're seeking out advice from someone and you kind of, you, you kind of know already, like maybe a decision that you're going to make in your head, but you kind of just need confirmation. And then you go to that person that you know is going to give you confirmation. Sometimes it is easier just like for some other person to say out loud what you're thinking, like, oh, like, oh yeah, you should maybe break up with him or like, yeah, Mm -hmm. actually, no, you should ask him out. Like, I do feel like sometimes we like go to our friends or like we each go to a different friend for like certain type of advice. And that's why too, like we kind of are um, talking about like relationships in general, but then also advice Mm -hmm. on the side, because I think you always have to evaluate what you want first Mm -hmm. and figure out like, oh, like word, what to say to this other person. Yeah. What would you say is some of the worst dating advice that you've gotten? And I also want to factor into like even our like cultural backgrounds. Like I can think of so much bad dating advice I've got from like parents, grandparents, like about what to be a wife in Indian culture and such. But like for you, either that or in general, what are some bad dating advice you've got or marriage advice, whatever it is? (laughs) You know, this is going to sound funny, but like literally the other or like last week, um, since a lot of my friends just got married, my mom is now concerned that I'm not getting married anytime soon. And she's like pretty modern, I would say. Like she does, she never like forced us to like, you know, like get married really early or on or anything. She's like, obviously like do your thing. But like, I think now she's getting like slightly worried. And so she tells my older sister and I like, it's like, you just stop being picky. You know, you like, you know, it's time to like be more open. And the reason why I say that's like bad advice is because it's not about being picky. It's about knowing what you want and what Mm -hmm. you value in relationships. And like, if that takes longer to find, then so be it. Like not everyone can find like the person they want to be with like right away. Like it takes some time. And so I feel like maybe like other people have gotten advice like this from their parents, like to be like more open and like not be as picky, Mm -hmm. like in finding someone to be with or like, whether it's your life partner or even just in a really a short relationship, like either way, like you should be with someone that like, you know, it like has the same kind of values as you or like, you know, you guys are kind of like, you're like looking for the same things in terms of that instead of like, you know, trying to date the first person that like wants to date you. I think mm-hmm. it's like, that's not how it should work. Yeah. Then it's almost like a you problem that you like, you maybe haven't found that yet when it's like, yeah. No, you're being, you know, that reminds me of, especially in Indian match. No, you didn't really watch Indian matchmaking, but Arpana got like so much crap because she was just like knew what she wanted. And it was like, oh, you're so annoying. Like you're so picky, blah, blah, blah. When it's like, you know, we all have needs and like who honestly, like who someone could marry, like might not be compatible, probably won't be compatible for you. You know what I mean? Because your personality is different. Like Ravisha and I have such different personalities, like someone who was with me, like I, like Raj could never be with Ravisha just because Raj and my personality blend very well in the way that like, I think even for me and Ravisha, we're best friends, but we could like 
date or get married like Ravisha would be so like she would you oh with both of us like me being so open constantly about my feelings and you need and like we need to do this and like we need to do that like I feel like you would be smothered by someone like me but by someone who's like more a little bit laid back and sits on the back seat like I would be like oh my god like I don't feel you know whatever in a certain way and so it's it's also okay we don't need to like jump at the first person because who you need is unique and who another person needs is unique too. And I feel a lot of the time, especially in Indian culture, the goal is to get married. So we don't really recognize that. Yeah. And like Davia just said, we're so different. Like we've never had the problem of liking the same guy, which is really <laughs> funny for being friends as long as we have. And, you know, like even though Divya has been with Raj for like five years now, but like even right five years no we've been together for like eight years oh my god sorry eight years <laughs> that is so bad sorry I knew I that. was like I knew it was a long- <laughs> it's been a while okay whatever they've been together for eight years <laughs> but even before that when like she was single um yeah we never liked the same people like mm-hmm. at all and no I think that's Kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, we never have because our communication styles are so different too in relationships. Like, I it just has not. And I remember at one point thinking, and this is where too, right? Like, people like the inter- what people internalize about relationships and they project it onto you. You need to be really intentional to not take that in because I thought for a really long time I was like too much in relationships because guys also like kind of projected that onto me of like you are too much you are smothering me and now looking back I'm like I was not actually smothering people like I would be like hey this is what I need like if you see if I see you're out and you're talking to another person yet you're telling me you like me I don't like that and that you know saying things like that it's like oh you're so needy when it's like okay that is also kind of gaslighty. And I, for a long time was like, wow, I'm needy. I'm not going to find anyone. But it's like, when you're with someone who communicates in the same way as you, like you will find that, but it's like, you just can't keep sacrificing and taking on other people's relationship stuff because that for so long held me back. And I imagine a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. And I think also that's why for a while too, like, I guess a little background on you and Raj, like you were so afraid to like really accept how you were feeling about Raj because like, all these other people like made you feel like you were like too much and like mm-hmm. you kind of struggled with really accept like accepting Raj as like the person that you like and that you want to be with because you didn't want to like almost like get into that relationship and like it not work out right yeah. like, it was like really scary for you to like commit to that because of like the past exactly and like people's narratives are a lot And even what we say, like another one I think of that can be bad advice that no one does in a bad way. Like no one has bad, bad intent saying it. But another one I think is that like they can change, right? He can change. She can change. They can change. Like how many people do even like we know or have we heard stay in relationships because they're having this idea and hope that someone will change. Like we have no control if someone can change, but even like we're consistently told like, oh, just stick it out. Like they, they can change when it's like that sets us up for, for sick, for, you know, feeling really crappy and like, it's not successful. Yeah. Like how many people do you think like we've seen or like known that have been in a relationship a little bit too long because they're just waiting Hmm. for that other person to like change in some ways that they need them to change. You know, like I think we're sometimes like a lot of us 
feel like they need to like stick with the same person for a long time because like one they've invested so many years mm-hmm. into that relationship that like at this point it like should work but then also too because like if they break up then it's like how are they how do they know that they're going to find someone else exactly i think like that fear of just like maybe like you know like ending up single and like not with the person that you want to be with really takes over sometimes in like our thought process in relationships and like I mean, the only thing I could say about that is that, like, you should be a, like, just because you've been dating someone for, like, six, seven years and, you know, for the most part, it's been good, but maybe not the best. Like, that doesn't mean that you have to end up with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys can, like, you know, break up and you can maybe find the person you're, like, meant to be with, like, a month later and marry them in six months. You know, like, I'm yeah. just saying, like, the timeline of things, like, doesn't always have to, like, make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you said that too, it made me think of another, what I've heard to be now looking at it as bad. I guess like it's subjective, right? The word bad is also subjective for us where it doesn't work for us. So like if you, if some of this advice has been helpful for you, like to each their own. But when she said this, I thought of this, um, that I see this a lot, like even with clients or in life of when it's like, oh, they can change and people just stick it out because of the time invested. Like how many times too do we, are we like, oh, if we move in together, everything will change. Oh, if we get engaged, everything will change. Oh, if we have kids, things will change. You know, like, oh, if they get the next job, things will change. Like we just keep setting these future things of like, oh, if we do this, then things will change. And so a lot of the time people stay in things because they think like once this circumstance happens, like things will change. But a lot of the time you end up being disappointed because we can't change a, like we can't change a circumstance or change a pattern. It doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. It has to be changed from the root. Yeah, for sure. And like, even like, you know, sometimes you hear like people like getting to a relationship, like one of them wants to get married and the other one doesn't. And then it's like a will they or will, won't they situation because it's like, are they going to change that other person's mind? But it's like, should you be should you be the one that is changing their mind or should they be changing their mind on their own mm-hmm. i think like that's like a different scenario that like we don't discuss because like it's okay like are you compromising because that's the only way you will stay together or are you compromising yeah. in some way where that both of you are going to end up happy in the situation mm-hmm. and like even if someone is happy in a situation like that is to each person's relationship. And I think that we all can end up comparing ourselves a lot in relationships to other people. And like, when you said that it it had me think about like, even another thing of what has been kind of like societally said, but about what partners should bring for so long. I used to think that like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough in my relationship because we look at things like so financially. And I mean, like candidly, like my husband does make a lot more than I do. So it's like, I always felt that was really uneven and unfair. And society is like, oh, you guys have to be equal. You have to make the same amount, like whatever, you know. But then I was realizing like, no, we do play our own fair share in a way that like, like I take on a lot of the emotional labor. I do a lot of the planning for our family and I make sure like the day-to-day stuff gets done. And you know, I think that it, each person does things in other ways. Like if for another family, it's okay if like the wife makes more money and the husband takes on a certain role, or even if it's like, you know, it like it's whatever that is, but it, we can't look at it that it's the same person to person, which, you know, a lot of the time people do. And I think you and I do a really good job of like not doing that. Like when you give advice, you really do it from my perspective. Like you don't project your own things. Cause, and I, I try to do the same thing, which I think that's why a lot of the time people end up taking advice that's not applicable to them yeah and I think 
also you kind of like can make a decision on your own like most of the mm-hmm. time like the only reason that you're going to get advice is because maybe you're feeling confused about a little part of it but for the most part at least this is how I feel that like I kind of already know how I feel about the situation and kind of what mm-hmm. I want to do but I'm seeking advice to eat, like kind of figure out if like my perspective in it is correct or not if that yeah like almost more as a gauge to like kind yeah. of reassure yourself, but at the, at the bottom of your heart and like it, your gut feeling, you kind of know. Yeah. Like I do feel like with you and I, Divya, like you give me like pretty accurate advice for what I need to do, whether or not I follow it is like definitely on me. <laughs> but like I do when I go to you for advice on a certain thing though, I like, I almost like already know what you're going to say and like, I'm expecting it, but it's like, I need to hear that in order for mm-hmm. me to really like, evaluate the situation like a little bit more yeah like a little bit of confirmation bias mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense and even for maybe with that or with something for other people like our listeners to take from that is like when you're asking for advice or you're going to someone maybe doing it with you also having somewhat of a confident ground on how you stand about it because if we go to people without knowing where we stand on something it's really easy to just like take someone's projection when it's like might not even apply so it's there's nothing wrong with talking to your friends or venting to your friends about what's going on but doing that first doing your own work that you know how you feel about it and then going to other people so other people aren't telling you how you feel yeah I think that's like the number one thing to take away is that like don't let someone else like control how you're feeling about something Mm -hmm. um that's why, like, we always say it's, like, very important to kind of sit with their thoughts and, like, kind of, like, if you're ha- feeling confused about something, like, maybe take a couple days, journal about it or something yeah. like that to really help you evaluate, like, where what you feel on a situation and then maybe go seek out that advice that, like, you'd, you're looking for because, you know, like, someone, anyone can say something and then if that's what you're following all the time because that's what they're saying – I don't think that's like going to be helpful for you. Like then it's like, Mm -hmm. are you making decisions based on what you think or like what your friend or whoever you're going to for advice is saying? Exactly. It's kind of like what you're saying with like making your decisions on your relationships based on like the kind of connection you want and your values instead of like maybe advice that other people are saying, whether or not you consider that like good or bad advice. Mm -hmm. What are some other things you think that would be helpful for people to start adapting more of? so that they can start making decisions based on their own, like seeking their own values and connection versus like maybe like bad advice. Um, I think that's the number one thing really is to figure out what you truly want. And that is like a heavy question in and itself. Um, I think that you can ask someone like what they actually want and like they will be confused because like I know sometimes I can be because Mm -hmm. like when in the, when you're in the moment of like a situation, like, I feel like you're not really thinking that much or whatever. And like, you're kind of just doing things and to do them. And then when some, when you are kind of given that opportunity to sit down and think about like, Oh, what you actually want, that can be very hard to evaluate. Mm-hmm. And like, I what like what I would even su- suggest, but that is to like, again, like really sit with that. And like, if you feel comfortable, like journaling about it, um, figuring out, more so maybe like your values in that situation and like what values like stick out the most to you in that and like what boundaries and stuff as well because that once you figure out what you want then I feel like it's really easy then to communicate those wants to someone else 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like coming up with the foundation of what your wants are so you can tell other people versus other people like telling you maybe what your wants are or like you just adapting what their wants are because you haven't decided your own. Exactly. What are some ways that you found yourself figuring out your values. And the only reason I'm asking Ravisha this question too, is because, you know, her and I are very open with each other about like our therapy work and what we talk about with our therapist. And I know that you've been talking a lot about like figuring out your values and your needs in relationships. So like for our listeners who've been going through that process too, and like, you've been doing a really good job identifying that. What are some things that you would tell them? Um, in identifying values. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best way to start which is like how I started was like literally like you can like google this like look up like um like values like there's like Mm -hmm. obviously so many but then some most of the times they're like categorized as well and like you can like real like if you like look them up you can categorize your values based on like you know your work values your family values like your social values and then from there you can even break it down even more like how these values affect you and your relationships Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's like a very good place to start because like when I started therapy, that was like one of the first things like I started to work on. And like, I honestly answered a lot of questions about myself, but like figuring out my values because I like recognize that there's certain things that like, I really like communication is one, like one of my big values that I, um, are like number one for me. But I also realized that like, since communication is big for me, like I also need to become a good communicator, which I can be in certain situations it's like like for example it's like very easy for me to communicate like with my friends and family like about their problems their issues like things that they need to talk about but when it comes to myself i am not that good at it so like that's like one way i'm working on um improving that value within me is like working on my own communication but, but i know i know i can communicate with others like okay mm-hmm. yeah so that's just like a, i feel like a small example of like how you can like set your foundations. Yeah. And I like that you brought that point up and normalize that's even our values. We might not be the best at in certain areas of like either certain relationships, like you're good at it with friends and family, but you're saying like, you wish you want to strengthen in romantic relationships. And that's like, okay. Like you can still have a value, even if it's something that you need to work on. Yeah. It's like kind of sitting with discomfort of it too, is really tough. The idea that like relationships have to be easy because relationships are hard, 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 hard work, like so hard. And I think that like, we are under this impression that like relationships have to be easy for them to be good. And that's why sometimes we hold back on talking about things that are hard. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't want to have confrontation. We don't want to have conflict. We think all of that is a bad thing. And, you know, honestly, a lot of that, I think also is related to how we witnessed things that were hard like I know for me like witnessing conflict was never like a healthy and productive thing so I was always like internalized this idea that conflict is bad conflict will lead to you know disconnection whatever but I think that the like once you start to also sit with discomfort of just like emotions that come up then you can and and letting it be hard at times then you can really also get to your needs you can get to your partner's needs because a lot of the time like we've seen too that people when they don't like tell their partners what they need they're not happy and and like your partner's not happy either if they don't know what you need but people do that because they want it to be easy so i think that's another thing and like basing your relationships on connection and values is like even following your values like with yours is communication but like communicating won't always be easy so like being okay that it's okay if you have discomfort 
Yeah. What do you think that you had to work on the most um, within yourself with like your relationship with Raj? Um, that's a good one. I have like so many that are coming up. I think that I would say is allowing there to be more than one truth almost Mm -hmm. like allowing that you have different perspectives and that it's not as much about changing each other's perspective, but coming to a solution that benefits everyone. Like I used to try to be like, no, that's not how it is. This is how it is. And it's like, it isn't only my perspective. Like my perspective is valid, but sure. His is just as valid. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm never going to be able to change that perspective. Like he's, he's perceiving life through his own lens of his lived experiences. And I'm perceiving life through my lens of my lived experiences. And those are always going to be different. So instead of trying to like convince him of mine and convince him to adapt mine, like starting to be like, okay, this is how you look at it. This is how I look at it. What is our, what is the way, where do we want to move forward? And like, how can we do that together and collaborating on that? Like I, instead of putting so much effort into trying to convince him of mine and like adapt that collaborating on what a better solution for the both of us can be. And that, that came with like letting go of a lot of control. So it's like two, one, like to like allow there to be two truths, but then also to like let go of control. Yeah. And like, well, thanks for sharing that because I think it's like also hard to like, even like admit that sometimes like, Mm -hmm to yourself or even your partner, but not you're like admitting that to like all our listeners. But I think that is one of the most deeper things like to really like figure out and like find out like, oh, like you guys like perceive things differently, but then like how do like move forward with it? Mm -hmm. And like, I guess like you guys do that with a lot of communication with one another and a lot of talking things out and like figuring it out. Like, and I think that like the nice thing that the both of you guys do is like you guys always take your ego out of like these Mm -hmm. kinds of like conflicts. Like it's never about like who's right or wrong, but more about like how each other each of you like thinks differently but then how to like either like work on that or like kind of just like let it go instead of like having to find a solution to it all the time yeah and and to like you know let go of ideas that aren't serving you and like sometimes you need an outside perspective for that I've noticed that like now I love that we talk so much about therapy like as a society we're so open right like we all know our friends when they're in therapy they have a therapist we all talk about it but one, one thing we don't talk about is like couples therapy and I've been I'm in individual therapy. Raj is in individual therapy. We've done couples therapy in the past. We've done premarital counseling. Like we've done all the things. And I think all of that has, yes, led us to being in more of a space that we are now. We both really prioritize that because we've seen the transformation that can happen like within ourselves and also in our relationships. And, you know, I I think also like we're letting go of the idea that again, things should be easy. Like things are not supposed to be easy Mm -hmm. and it's okay that they're not like life is messy. So relationships are going to be messy. So, you know, I'm not saying that, Oh, if you're in a relationship, everybody has to go to couples counseling, but that really helped us with our communication and having someone take someone else, give another perspective, because naturally we go into situations with our ego leading forward. And then like having that therapist was able to like, be like, pointing out when both our egos were coming into play. And then once we started having that recognition, because she would bring it up, then we started on our own being able to see it. Yeah. And you guys had like counseling because like nothing was wrong, but is I think like, it's like before you got guys got married, you guys were just in premarital counseling mm-hmm. and carried that over. But yeah, it's like you 
like you guys didn't go into counseling because like you felt like something was wrong or off. Yeah. It was more so just to like find the tools to like help you guys like basically like be better than ever. And I think that's why like maybe couples counseling isn't talked about because it's like again like when you're seeing it in like movies or tv shows it's like oh something like they're this couple is fighting nonstop or this uh, couple can't get along like that mm-hmm. they go to couples counseling but like no you can do that before any of this stuff goes wrong basically yeah. you know like sometimes you need help in learning it, each other's communications and like the way you guys communicate and i think that's why like couples counseling is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that you brought that up and thank you for that point because you're so right that usually we talk about couples counseling and how we see it portrayed too is when, when they're like hit rock bottom, like something really bad has happened. But yeah, for us, we started when we were doing premarital counseling. Um, Just, we wanted to, you know, take all the steps we could before getting married. And then we just continued it after marriage for a while. And, you know, we stopped when we realized that basically the conversations we used to have in couples therapy, we were able to have using the same tools and skills outside that we were like, oh, we're able to really well kind of have the same dynamic in our couples therapy sessions and outside. So we knew that we were in a place where we were ready to stop. But yeah, like you don't have to be in a position where things are really bad because really like, again, relationships are so hard that like, it's good to have a professional be there for you. And, and you, it's not like you have to be in couples therapy forever, but you can get yeah. so much insight from doing couples therapy. Yeah. You guys were in it for like a year almost. Yeah. About a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, think about how much progress you guys have made by doing so. Yeah. It was so, it was definitely, I mean, for anyone who has like the access resources um, and, and you're in a position where you're willing to do couples therapy, I definitely would recommend it. Even if you're not in a place of a relationship crisis, like it's just good to get to know each other better. Yeah. I feel like sometimes like you can still like everything can be fine and like really good between you still as a couple. But then, you know, sometimes small things come up and like you do need mm-hmm. to like learn ways to communicate with one another because like also our love our love languages are so different Mm -hmm. our communication styles are so different like there's no way where it's like ever going to be like completely easy to understand someone and especially when it's your partner like that's the goal right like to understand who they are and you know like what what what's important to them what needs for them need to be met and so it's why we put the work in because it's not it's not just a friend you're with Mm -hmm. you're with like someone that like you're doing life with and so putting in that work into that relationship like makes sense like it's like what you think is like necessary to do yeah like to put in that same kind of work you would put into yourself exactly which hopefully that kind of advice putting in the same work in relationships as you do to yourself that is stuff that feels productive versus some of the quote-unquote bad advice we've heard growing up I know I feel like this turned more into like relationship um I don't know q and I don't know yeah <laughs> it's like a panel a relationship we panel started off with some about. like bad advice that we've gotten but it turned more into like relationships in general so yeah. I mean hopefully this was helpful to like our listeners listening um again like Divya said never listen to someone that tells you to ignore a guy <laughs> Nah, do not do that because we, I mean, we can say that that did not work out for me. I was also 14, so. (laughs) And I was also 14 giving advice from, I didn't even have any part. I didn't have a boyfriend ever at that point. I had been in zero relationships. I don't know why I was giving you advice. 
God, the things that we used to say to each other in middle school actually makes me laugh because I'm like, on what grounds did we think that we could tell each other the stuff? It was very interesting. We just did what we were on our mind. Remember when I made those cookies in eighth grade? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, uh, well, we'll end on this story. It was quite embarrassing. I, I had a crush on a boy and he told me on the bus that his favorite cereal was Lucky Charms. And I don't think he even like really realized he told me, but obviously me being me, I really listen intently to those I'm in a relationship with that nothing has changed about that. That's why guys thought I was too much. But anyways, this story shows. So I was like, oh, wow. And then he had um, a really sad thing happen in his life. He had a relative of his family pass away. And this was a few weeks later. I'd heard about that. And um, he was out of school because of this, this loss. And I had we'd gone to the grocery store and I bought a box of Lucky Charms. I never ate Lucky Charms, but I asked my mom to buy Lucky Charms and we buy Lucky Charms. And I then work with my cousin to make cookies. And I told her like, oh, I want to make these Lucky Charm cookies for him. Like he lost to this person. And she was like, oh, that's cute. And she was like, do you have a crush on him? And I was like, yeah, I really like him. And so I make him cookies and I walk to his house and like, I ring the doorbell. Like I'm so bold. I ring the doorbell. So like his, his mom answers. And I was like, Oh, is he here? And she's like, yes. Like who, who are you? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm Divya. So he comes to the door and like, we're not even like really close or anything. And he's like, hi. And I was like, hi, I'm really sorry for your loss. I made you these lucky charm cookies. And I like give it to him. And he was like what like you're so weird and he never talked to me again like he thought I was so weird and I remember really crying because I was so sad about it like I was like oh my gosh like why does he think I'm weird he thought I was so creepy he like made fun of me to people on the bus about it and I I thought it was a sincere gesture like it was it was so sweet of you it was so sweet I mean now I still do those kind of things like when someone would tell me and that was how I was in my relation I am in relationships is like definitely like gift giving is as a love language that I give to other people. And like when some when I, I know something about someone, I'm very intentional about like incorporating that. And you know, Raj loves it. He's like, oh, okay, cool. You do that. He knows me now. He didn't even before we were married, he didn't think it was creepy, but definitely people thought it was creepy. So, you know, for don't listen to bad people who give you bad advice because the right people will be there for you. And if people can appreciate like those small gestures like like that, then they're not they're not it for you. So no, and those funny because those stories are so opposite. Like I told you to ignore the guy, even though I'm like out here making handmade cookies. <laughs> it's what, like, yeah, like I said, like we could like tell stories on end of like some of these things that we used to like tell each other. And like, I don't know, just in general, like when you're an, an Indian girl, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, you know, just trying to figure out life. Like, you know, there's just so many funny things there. So many funny things. And we just don't know what to do. You're like so confused. I mean, that kind of goes to our podcast episode last week. Why it was so cool to see things like Never Have I Ever. Like, yeah, such a badass, like rocking at life. Because we were like so insecure as it was. Like, I remember feeling really insecure and yeah, like, we, I don't know weird like I remember one time a guy had told me I had a mustache and I was like you know what I do I'm Indian and we're kind of hairy but like I'm still like, great I'm still like, beautiful you used to like beg we used to like beg our moms to get like our eyebrows and upper yeah. lips done so we like would not look hairy I know because people would guys would be like ew and I'd be like oh my gosh like why are they making fun of me but you know we both turned out okay <laughs> 
I think so. I think we did the best. <laughs> given we did the best. We are doing the best we can. We're continuing yeah. to, and you know that that's all we're gonna do. And so, hopefully, you all can just take it as it is. <laughs> yeah. And if maybe you guys can share with us some of the b- bad dating advice that you've also been given. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to hear that, you know, love yeah. the stories. So let us know. And then we'll be back next week. Listening, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Conversations Brewing. We hope you take some moments to reflect on our episode with some coffee in hand. New episodes of Conversations Brewing come out on Tuesdays. We'd love to hear from you about what resonated with you and what you want to hear more about. So let us know on Instagram at our account at Conversations Brewing. If this episode was helpful, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to tune in weekly. We so appreciate your support and we'll brew some conversations with you next week.